Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert! Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. It's February 6th. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Right Report, your daily news podcast. Today's episode is an update to our special series on the AI revolution with news this morning that is still shaping America and the world. Back on July 11th and again on July 19th, we kicked off this series on the AI revolution, which, as listeners know, is our focus on artificial intelligence. But to refresh our memories, The goal of AI is to create computers or programming that are just as smart, if not smarter, than the human mind. And the hope is that this technology can eventually start to think and reason at speeds that are both unimaginable and without human help. This is often called AGI or strong AI, but there is a long journey before we ever get to that point of, well, stuff that sounds like a Hollywood movie. Instead, the journey to that distant place Boy, it is going to be full of lots of smaller innovations that we might call baby steps. And that is what we're going to talk about today. Some baby steps of innovation, along with some stumbling blocks to progress. Plus, how people around the world are starting to use these smaller innovations in AI for both the good and the bad. So let's get to it. We start with news about a baby step that involves an actual human baby who is helping AI to learn. And here's how, with a little background. By the age of two, most human babies can understand about 300 words. By age four, that vocabulary and the comprehension of it pops to about a thousand words. But how exactly does that process work in the brain that allows little kiddos to learn? Well, cognitive scientists and linguists have some ideas, but not a perfect understanding. And that takes us to a little baby named Sam. Back in 2013, a six-month-old Sam was given a special little helmet that carried a camera and an audio recording device, and it captured hour after hour of Sam crawling around on the floor and interacting with his big world. So he wore this little helmet on and off until he turned about two years of age. For the past 10 years, scientists and linguists have used this video and audio to try to understand how humans learn, especially in building their vocabulary. And that made some AI researchers start to think. Perhaps they wondered if little Sam's data could be fed into a bare-bones AI program. Maybe it could learn just like Sam did. In other words, AI wouldn't be a system that only did what a human programmer told it to do. Rather, it would learn on its own to identify objects or build a vocabulary in the exact same way that Sam did. And if that could happen, boy, that would be something. It would be an important step on the way to building that strong AI or AGI, like uh, in the Hollywood scripts. And so that is why researchers at New York University, using some funding from the U.S. government office called DARPA, they took all of little Sam's data and they fed it into an untrained AI system. And after just 61 hours of uh, little Sam's life, both the video and corresponding transcripts of the audio, 
This AI system was able to then correctly match images of objects to their corresponding word at about 62% of the time. And that is something, according to the AI researchers, it is far better than just some random guessing. In other words, the AI was somehow able to learn just like little Sam did. But here's the fascinating part. Researchers gave their AI a data set of new images that little Sam had never seen. It wasn't in the video, nor was it ever discussed in the audio. And then they asked this AI what these objects were. And the AI was largely able to do it. They could identify stuff. Researchers guessed that the AI was probably so successful because it managed to generalize the 61 hours of little Sam's data, and it made some assumptions kind of like a little baby or a toddler might as they are comparing what they know to a new object or new experience. And that is remarkable. But here's something that's fascinating. Researchers are not quite sure exactly how the AI system did it. It's one of the big problems or mysteries within the AI industry that is known as the black box problem. In short, AI engineers, they know that their systems work, but they don't know how they work. They can't get into the neural networks of their AI, you know, computer chips to exactly figure out what's going on. But that aside, here's the bottom line. Little uh, Sam's human journey with his special helmet just taught AI engineers that their systems can grow and learn largely on their own with just a basic start of 61 hours worth of data. And that's pretty neat because with more data, the belief is that human engineers won't need to teach AI at some point they will be free, a new sort of life or species. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, the AI revolution is off to the races this morning with this goal of eventually getting to strong AI. It's taking some important baby steps and creating something that is just as smart, if not smarter, than the human mind. And I tell you, once it gets there, if it does, we can thank little Sam for it, assuming that things go well. But in the meantime... There is one problem that we need to talk about. You see, little Sam, he needed food and energy to grow. And so too does AI. But AI puts a hungry little Sam to shame with how hungry AI is. And that takes us to our next update of the morning, reminding us of this next startling fact. The data centers that run AI computers require five times more energy than normal data centers. That translates to the energy equivalent of tens of millions of extra homes. And to give you a sense of why AI is so power hungry, consider this. Making one image from an AI system takes as much energy as charging your cell phone. So imagine that times billions of requests by humans each year to create not only AI images, but all sorts of AI products from college research papers to deepfake audio. It is an astronomical amount of energy, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, some estimates are so gigantic that CEOs like Sam Altman of uh, OpenAI's ChatGPT, he says that an entire new source of energy is probably going to have to be created. Uh, likely, he says, fusion reactors, which are a pipe dream as of right now. But in the meantime, for this AI revolution to really take off, these multi-billion dollar AI data centers need electricity of some kind, and that takes us to the news. Coal plants that were slated for retirement are now being pulled back into service, largely because of these AI data centers that are popping up around the country. For instance, there is one coal plant that was scheduled to be mothballed near the city of Kansas City. 
but instead it was kept online. Also that it could power both an area data center and a new factory for batteries that run electric vehicles. Bloomberg News reports that this coal plant joins about 24 other coal plants that were slated to be shut down over the next four years, but instead they have been given another lease on life. One energy analyst said that companies a couple of years ago were insisting that they only wanted so-called green energy from solar and wind. But now they're saying, we'll take anything. The analyst added that things are getting a lot more difficult because new energy plants are increasingly solar and wind. But as listeners know, they harvest energy only when the sun is out or the wind is blowing. And that's a problem for AI data centers because they operate 24-7. For what it's worth, this lack of reliable energy is starting to block the development of projects and factories of all kinds, not just AI data centers. Energy consultants are now on the hunt for parts of the country where there is an excess of electricity just waiting to be had. And that includes in places that companies have already bypassed or would prefer not to go to. To the point, one of the hottest areas of development in this country right now is rural Mississippi, all because they have some spare electricity. So there you have it. A simple lesson that, well, honestly, any parent could have probably told you, if you want to raise a baby, whether that be human or AI, you better get ready to feed that little turkey because they are hungry. And apparently, if you want to do that, you should probably head down to Mississippi. Apparently, there are some uh, good biscuits and gravy, from what I hear. Anyway, with that, let's take our first break of the morning. For subscribers listening at rightreport.substack.com, thank you. It is you and your financial support that are keeping this podcast alive. Meanwhile, for my other loyal listeners, I thank you as well. I encourage you to do your part this morning and support the companies that support me. You will hear about them shortly. We'll be right back. Who's ready for a good night's sleep? Well, if that's you, you need to do what I did. Get yourself a ghost bed. Yeah, it's the company that I think makes the finest mattresses in all of America. And you know it's true because I own one. I have the Lux model, which is designed to help people like me who sleep just a little bit hot. But they've got other models as well. There is the classic plus a new massage bed. And that's fun, except for the people who live downstairs. But whatever your model, get one of these things. The mattresses from the folks at GhostBed are built with high-quality materials and fine craftsmanship. And when you get into one of these ghost beds, you feel both the material, the craftsmanship. And I tell you, here's some great news. This bed comes right to your doorstep. And if that makes you a little bit nervous about buying something without trying it, I get it. I felt the same way, but don't worry. They have a 101-day trial period, plus free shipping and returns. So folks, let GhostBed give you the sleep that you deserve, and you're going to get 50% off when you do. So go to ghostbed.com slash right, that's W-R-I-G-H-T, and 50% off will be yours. But you got to use that website, ghostbed.com slash right. And by golly, get ready, because when that bed arrives, you are going to be off to a great night's sleep. I guarantee it. Well, I have something very special to tell you about. It's about an old colleague of mine and a product that celebrates his life. His name was Glenn Doherty. He died in Libya back in 2012, protecting U.S. personnel in the city of Benghazi. His call sign was Bub. Ten years later, his friends are carrying on his memory and his mission for good health by launching BubsNaturals.com. Their cornerstone product is something called collagen peptides. And if you've never taken this daily supplement, boy, you need to. 
Bob's collagen helps with muscle recovery and joint health, which is why I take it, because I have beaten my body up doing spy stuff and just being a big old dummy. Yet it is also a product that's wonderful for other things too, like hair, skin, nails, plus your gut. And I'll tell you, I have used collagen from other companies, but no longer. That other stuff is absolute garbage. Bub's collagen is top shelf. For what it's worth, I also use Bub's Naturals for their hydration packs because they are loaded with electrolytes that I use in the morning and the afternoon to start my day and keep me going strong. Because that, my friends, is what Glenn was all about, keeping his body fit to fight like a lion. So my friends, go to bubsnaturals.com. And when you buy from Bubs, make sure that you use promo code RIGHT, that's W-R-I-G-H-T, and get 20% off your first order. So do it for yourselves and for the memory of a fighting American. Go to bubsnaturals.com, and I tell you, your joints and your skin will be so happy you did. Folks, back on January 9th, we talked about the big fight with Russia and how that could badly affect the U.S. dollar and you. Well, if you're looking for ways to diversify your investments, boy, consider physical gold and silver and consider American Hartford Gold as you do. They are the precious metal dealer that I use and trust. And when you give them a call, they will explain how to protect not only your savings accounts, but also your retirement accounts, all by purchasing gold and silver. Plus, they will explain their buyback commitment, which is rock solid. And here's some more good news. Feel very comfortable using American Heart for Gold as they have a five-star rating from thousands of reviews, plus an A-plus ranking from the Better Business Bureau. So here's how you do it. Either give them a call at 866-353-2694. Again, that is 866-353-2694. Or you can just text them. Text right to 65532. And gosh, that's easy. Again, 65532. And just text them my last name. And when you do, listen to this. They will give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your very first order, depending on your total purchase. So again, Either give them a call at 866-353-2694 or text my last name right to 65532. And as you do, my friends, make sure that you remember that January brief about the currency wars, because that is why we want to consider physical gold, my friends, and silver with American Hartford Gold. Welcome back to The Right Report. Let's continue with our update to our ongoing special about the AI revolution. We pivot now to how people and governments around the world are using AI, both to the good and to the bad. And we start with an update on deep fakes. As listeners will recall, this is the use of bits and pieces of a person's voice to create a fake version of that voice. But boy, it sounds very similar to it. Now, back in July, I gave you the example of Johnny Cash singing a song about Barbie. But as you might know, Mr. Cash did not actually sing that song. His AI clone did. It was pretty good. Since July, I've also shared with you how criminals are using deepfakes to clone the voices of kids who are, say, away at college or on a ski trip. But then the criminals use those deepfake voices to call their moms or dads saying that something terrible has happened and they need cash. Finally, as I shared with you also since July... I offered up my own deepfake voice. I had you listen to AI Brian. And if you remember, it wasn't too bad, just not too great either. Well, now I want you to listen to the new AI Brian. And I want us to think about this as we decide whether or not AI has improved over just the past six months. 
because that really is the focus of this series to look at these baby steps. And are they getting closer to what we called strong AI or is the progress kind of flatlined? All right, thinking about that, here it is, the new AI Brian starting now. About two months ago, I started working with a company that produces AI clones of your voice. My hope was that it would help pinch hit for me if I were sick or traveling. The first AI voice they sent was not too bad, but not very good. It felt very robotic. So I paid a little extra and they took about six weeks to give me the Cadillac version. And this is it. Sometimes it's a little clunky. But overall, it's pretty amazing. I think it's much better than last summer. What do you think? Are you convinced this is really Brian? Okay, all right. Real Brian is back. Well, what'd you think? I tell you, if you're on Substack, make sure that you give me your feedback today. I'd love to hear what you think about this. But that aside, here's why I raised this for you. We are entering into a new era of human communication with a real challenge of trying to figure out what is real and what is not. And that is especially problematic in the world of politics, as we will talk about this morning, as we think about this year, which candidate or party to choose from. And that takes us to the news this morning. Three big pieces of news. First, voters in New Hampshire got a very curious call a couple of weeks ago. It was allegedly from Joe Biden, and it encouraged people to save their vote for November and not vote in the primary. Here's the quote. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. Well, that was a strange thing for Mr. Biden to say, and that is why the White House said he didn't say it. It was a deep fake created by the thousands of hours of Mr. Biden saying a lot of other things, but then it was manipulated by AI. And apparently it was pretty darn good. And that prompted the New Hampshire Attorney General's office to say it would then conduct an ongoing investigation into these fake Biden messages. Meanwhile, the Federal Communications Commission, or FCC, just proposed that these kinds of calls should be made illegal on a national level. And that might be a good idea because there are some other troublemakers around the country this morning using it in local political campaigns, which takes us to our second piece of news about what is real and not in the world of politics. About three weeks ago, some audio leaked on social media about a Democrat leader in New York City named Keith Wright. No relation, by the way. He was trashing another Democrat in the Harlem neighborhood. In this audio that was leaked, Mr. Wright supposedly said that his rival was, quote, lazy, incompetent, and if it wasn't for her, I would be in Congress, end quote. Well, that kicked off quite a storm in New York City with Democrats blasting Mr. Wright for his profanity-laden rant, except he didn't say a word of it. It was all AI-created, a total deepfake. And it took Mr. Wright some period of time to convince people of that, that it was fake, and he did eventually. But for a few days... Harlem politics were upended by what sounded exactly like this Mr. Wright saying some pretty terrible things, which involved, by the way, some racial politics. For what it's worth, the culprits in Harlem who did this have yet to be identified. But even if these turkeys are found out, New York State does not have any laws on the books to prosecute them. Other states like California and Texas do, but most don't. And on the federal level, there is next to nothing in terms of laws, except for that FCC effort that I mentioned just a bit ago. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, American politics, all right, it has always been a dirty business, but for 2024, we should probably expect a bumpy ride with a lot of deep fakes and resulting scandals before eventually they get put down. But in the meantime, we are going to have a lot of fun trying to sort through truth versus fiction. Here we go. But hey, it's not just America that is dealing with this. 
Consider this next story from the Progressive Party leader in the European country of Slovakia. Two days before a recent election for parliament there, a voice that sounded exactly like a party leader came out on social media saying that he had rigged the election in his favor. Another recording was leaked saying that he was going to raise the taxes on beer, which made Slovaks very angry because beer. But regardless, both of these clips went viral, and yet they were both deep fakes. But by the time that this was all figured out, the elections were over and the Progressive Party lost. Which raises the question, did these fake audio cuts cost the party at the ballot box? Well, that's not exactly clear. Maybe. But I'll tell you what is also not clear this morning is who did it. Early suggestions, or it's possibly the Russian government, but as of this morning, nobody really knows. And that takes us to the key takeaway, I think, this morning. We are entering into a new era of human communication where your eyes and ears are going to be deceived. And it's going to be tough for all of humanity to figure out what's real and what's fake. And while it's true, there has always been a degree of that, certainly in politics, the AI revolution is going to make that impossibly hard. It'll require a lot more patience and discernment from you and I, all of humanity, really, before we jump to any firm conclusions. So let me ask you, will most of us, most of humanity, offer patience and discernment before we decide what we really believe? Well, I suspect that most of us will not, because to be fair, it's really hard to shut off your senses. And of course, the bad guys know that, and that includes governments and spies around the world, the Russian or otherwise. And that takes us to our final update of the morning about the AI revolution, talking about how governments, both here in the U.S. and abroad, are using AI. So let's start with the spies. America's Director of National Intelligence and the CIA are working this morning to develop AI systems that will collect, sort, analyze, and flag critical information that they find in the public domain. In other words, what this means is they're trying to find newspapers, magazines, trade journals, social media posts, academic papers, all of that public stuff, and they want to collect it from all around the world and on a real-time basis. And the hope is that there might be nuggets of intel or hidden trends in all that stuff, but the human mind or the eye just would otherwise miss it because it's just too much, but not for AI. The hope is that that stuff will find hidden intel and at a speed and scale that is simply unimaginable for the human mind. Indeed, Bloomberg News is reporting this morning that U.S. intelligence agencies are hard at work to develop those AI filtering systems, hoping to combine that public stuff with clandestine or secret information that is collected from non-public sources like humans or their devices like phones and computers. And imagine, ladies and gentlemen, if you could put all of that intel together, the secret stuff and the public stuff, golly, you might be able to predict wars or the negotiating positions of your adversary. So that's the promise or the hope of AI this morning for U.S. intel services. But while there's a lot of excitement about this idea in places like Langley, the headquarters of the CIA, Bloomberg News notes that there are more than a few challenges to creating this kind of AI system. First, you have to introduce a technology that crawls the web, and then it puts all that information on an internal server. And that could open the door to adversaries planting bugs or malware that could sneak into your classified systems. Second, it might create false intel or false predictions because the underlying data that the AI scoops up is full of corrupted information, maybe even planted by adversaries who know that you're going to vacuum this stuff up. It is often called a poisoned LLM or poisoned model. 
Third, there's also the issue of hallucinations, which in the AI world means that these AI systems just make stuff up. Nobody knows why AI does this. It's kind of like that black box problem that we spoke of earlier. And obviously this is bad because hallucinations give you wildly wrong information. The systems might become utterly unusable, or if we're going to look at some Hollywood scripts, they go rogue. And that is why the CIA's chief technology officer and others associated with the U.S. intel community are saying this morning that, quote, the intelligence community views AI with healthy skepticism and a range of enthusiasm, end quote. Or as another intel officer said, it's a tool that's in its earliest stages of usefulness. But while the CIA might be a little bit apprehensive about this use of AI, Another set of spies are all in, at least for using AI in another way, called targeting. And it involves our adversaries in China. So let me explain with a touch of history. Over the past 20 years, China has launched hack after hack of corporate computer systems that were full of consumer information on people like you. For instance, they took credit card transaction data or also geolocation data of exactly where you're at at any given time. Meanwhile, the Chinese spies have also hacked millions of records on people like me, former or current government employees of all kinds, from the Pentagon to the CIA. In fact, for folks unaware, the Chinese launched a huge attack on us back in 2015 when they stole over 20 million files from the U.S. government's Office of Personnel Management. That held very sensitive information about some very sensitive U.S. government employees. So, taken together, that information on you and me is very helpful for when intel officers try to target or find people who have access to information or facilities of interest. So, for instance, an intel targeter can find a civilian like you who, say, lives near a military base. And that person, like you, might have some embarrassing secrets that they don't want discovered. Maybe a a health concern or a financial calamity or a special lady friend. Well, now, with all this data, the Chinese targeters can use it to target you, the civilian, and you would likely have no idea what was happening before it was too late. So that is what China has gotten with all this information that they have hacked or stolen over the past 10 or 20 years or so. Loads of data that can help them with potential targeting operations. But all of those hacks created a problem for Beijing. They had too much of a good thing. They stole so much data that they couldn't process all of it for targeting operations. That takes us to the news. The Wall Street Journal reports that the communists in China are aggressively stealing our AI systems to help them with a range of things from drone warfare to propaganda operations to, here it is, targeting operations. Our advanced AI systems that China is stealing from us can sort through their mountains of hacked information about us in a matter of hours or days instead of years or decades. In fact, Microsoft's president told the Wall Street Journal that his company has already seen Beijing do this, targeting U.S. service members in the military, plus intel officers like me and other U.S. government officials all around the world. But just to emphasize, folks, China is interested in you as well. In fact, here's what NSA's former general counsel said about that. Quote, China can harness AI to build a dossier on virtually every American, with details ranging from their health records to credit card and passport numbers to the names and addresses of their parents and children. And then take those dossiers and add a few hundred thousand hackers or targeters working for the Chinese government. And we've got a very scary potential national security threat. End quote.
Now, to be clear, ladies and gentlemen, China might come after you, not because you're the ultimate mark, as it were. Maybe they, they want to meet your cousin or a neighbor, and that person's got access to the critical information or facilities that Beijing really wants. And that is what they are doing this morning, stealing our AI to manipulate our stolen data to target our people and facilities like you. In other words, it's a game of spy versus spy, my friends, and we are all part of that game. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude this morning's update on the AI revolution. I sure hope you enjoyed it with much more to come. As always, I will see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day.